Hello, and welcome to another episode of Gen Z Frenzy, the podcast that ensures no one's voice gets lost in the frenzy of today's supercharged world. Today's topic is music. No matter where you are in the world, I am sure music has played some role in your life. Whether it evokes nostalgic feelings of your childhood, makes you want to get up and dance, or brings you to tears, music is undeniably powerful. Though thanks to coronavirus, things have changed. The once booming industry may have hit a halt. According to New Musical Express, Physical albums, which usually make up one-fourth the sales, have dropped by almost one-third. Due to social distancing rules, live shows and performance have also been cancelled left and right, hurting publicity and sponsorship. Finally, thinking beyond the massive music industry, school music programs have taken a toll as well. To get an idea of how schools are juggling new health regulations with normal in quotes, music making, we talked to my band director, our special guest for today. Temple, thank you so much for joining me today. Could you please tell me the classes you teach? So I teach three wind ensembles, what we would normally call concert bands, and one jazz ensemble. Wow, that's a lot of music classes. It is. It's wonderful. I agree completely. All my music classes are truly a blessing during the school day. However, it became apparent early on that band and COVID-19 didn't mesh very well together but you still have to continue teaching this year. What are some ways you have adapted to these circumstances? Well, when we went remote in the spring, it really caught us off guard. And you might recall there was uh, an entire first week where we didn't have any Zoom classes. We were completely asynchronous. And so it was really challenging to come up with ways to keep kids engaged in making music. But once we started Zooming, um, it became pretty obvious that I could send good musical information at least one direction, that is, to the students. So we're very fortunate that Zoom has, you know, some audio upgrades that allow us to play music and and speak and, you know, use metronome sound. So I basically went to New Trier and I took the Yamaha Harmony Director, the keyboard that I had on campus there, and I brought it home. And ever since then, I've been able to play scales and exercises and use the metronome. And then over the summer is when I really started to utilize um, what I call play along tracks, where I would take reference recordings of band pieces and I cut them up and splice them. And then I add, you know, a metronome click track so that people know when to start playing. And that's, you know, that's basically been a lifesaver for us between having my keyboard here at home and creating the play-along tracks. It's sort of recreated what we do in class on a daily basis. Wow, that's really impressive. But I bet there are still some limitations, as you said, to replicating the in-person sensation. So I'm curious, are there any new requisites or factors you now have to consider when choosing music for the ensemble? 
That's a great question. So right now, band directors everywhere, actually music directors, band, choir, orchestra, everybody is programming music that would is easier than what a given ensemble would normally play. So like with Symphonic Wind Ensemble, the band that you're in, normally we would play like grade four through five music, which is kind of harder music. But now I'm programming easier music, so like grade three through four-ish. And that's mainly because when we're recording virtually, it's just so much harder to line everything up. Speaking of recording, we have recently been using a digital recording program called Soundtrap for band class, but there's many shortcomings. Could you explain them in detail a little? So the thing that initially excited me about Soundtrap is the fact that it's sort of a cloud app. So everyone can access the same project at the same time. That was one of my main frustrations in the spring when we started the stay at home. Kids were really only able to record separately and it was really difficult to combine stuff unless you were very tech savvy, you know, like making an iMovie project or using acapella. So most of the stuff that we got in the spring was very isolated. You know, it was one student doing one project. Soundtrap sort of opened a huge door to us in that we can now combine people, you know, in the same project at the same time. But one of the primary limitations, as we've all discovered, is the audio quality is not that great. Like you really have to, you have to understand, you know, how acoustics work and just mic placement and a variety of things that most students would not, you know, think of. But I think we're getting better at it. And the quality of the recordings has definitely improved over time. Yeah, the whole process has become so much more complicated. I wonder if a lot of wind instruments are starting to regret their choice. I mean, I personally had a moment of regret because I was just thinking about how the string instruments could just put on a mask and go play. But now we have PPE. For listeners who do not know what PPE is, it stands for Personal Protection Equipment. In order to minimize the saliva component of playing, A wind instrument musician must now arm themselves with these rather unique devices. For example, brass instruments like trumpets or trombones use bell covers, which are essentially pieces of fabric stretched over to cover the opening of the instrument, where spit may leak out. Personally, the biggest challenge for me was the mask. I still remember the shock when one of my conductors used scissors to cut a tiny hole into the mask. This was for the mouthpiece to fit in. but the hole was so small that it was always a struggle to try to fit it in. Truly, PPE is not the perfect solution. Nevertheless, it's the best we have. I'm curious, as a band conductor, what are your personal thoughts on PPE? Right. Well, it definitely adds another layer of, you know, well, first, protection, but two, what, you know, just logistics. Um, it definitely makes things more difficult for all of us. Um, you know, it's it's a necessary evil is what I would call it right now. I'm thankful that it allows us to play in person with one another because that's something that was really lacking at the beginning of the pandemic. So I'm just super appreciative that we can actually play together now. But it's, as you know, it's just a lot harder. And I think when we're finally beyond the pandemic and things go back to somewhat normal, we are going to be so grateful for things that we took for granted before, mm-hmm. <laughs> like playing our instruments with no PPE. <laughs> Definitely. 
So even though it's a challenge, as we've discussed using multiple examples so far, why is it still important, in your opinion, to continue playing music and doing your best to continue, even though you may not be able to perform live or play with your friend? Yeah, I think music is what feeds our souls. You know, that's what really gives us a respite and um, creates kind of what I call the sanctuary, you know, like a like a quiet place for each one of us. Um that's the purpose it served in my life, you know, throughout my life. And I'm sure it's the purpose that it serves in most of our students' lives is it gives you a break from some of the other stresses in your life and gives you a way to express yourself and be creative. And so all of those things, I think, have been amplified during the pandemic. You know, even though we're primarily making music by ourselves, it definitely gives us a break from all of the other stressors that are occurring around us. Definitely. So I know for orchestra, the conductor has been really emphatic about an outdoor concert. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you see yourself conducting in an outdoor concert anytime soon or perhaps in the spring? Yep. And we're all really excited about it. And I know the parents are too, because he was talking about his parent-teacher conferences where he was telling, he was kind of bouncing the idea off of parents and the parents were really excited too. So, you know, plans are already in the works and we're trying to figure out all of the logistics that'll be involved. But yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. Both the orchestras, the bands, the choirs, the jazz bands, pretty much everybody. What do you think is going to be your first reaction when you get to see everyone in the band ensemble sitting out in a giant field six feet apart? And you can finally hear them all together. What do you think is going to be your first reaction? It'll be it'll be bittersweet. Bitter because it's been so long that we've been waiting for it you know just so many months that have been sort of lost in a way but sweet in that obviously the you know we are gathered together again doing what we were meant to do and i think it's probably going to be a pretty emotional moment for me honestly i don't know if i'm i'm probably going to have a huge smile on my face and tears streaming down it at the same time hopefully tears of joy oh well absolutely yeah hopefully not <laughs> crying from our terrible <laughs> playing or how in tune we are well that 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 could be that could be a little bit of it (laughs) (laughs) mixed emotions yep for anybody who's in a band currently or just trying to find a way to play music still do you have any tips for how they can continue as you've clearly demonstrated how important it is to continue playing music Right. You know, some of us are fortunate to live in households with other musicians. And I I think that's something we really take for granted. So making time to sit down with a brother or sister or a parent and just play some music together, I think is really important. Um, I do think that, you know, the play along tracks that we've been using in band are particularly powerful because it makes you feel like you're playing with a band again or ensembles. So finding music that you enjoy playing and playing along with it. There's certainly a wealth of music, printed music, recorded music that you can find online. So just, you know, if you know a tune that you want to play, type it in to the internet and Google it. And I'm sure you'll be able to find a printed version of it that you can start playing at home. Mm-hmm. Right now, many professional musicians face similar problems as school music programs do, as performances are no longer considered safe anymore. How can we continue supporting them as we fight through this health crisis? Right. I think, you know, if you have the resources available, I think donating to any of the musical causes that you are aware of is important right now. So 
one of the things that we've been doing at Nutrier, as you know, is we've been doing some composer visits, some Zoom visits. So typically we would be commissioning those composers to write music for us. And we're actually still doing that too, because that's something that composers can do during this time is they can continue to write music. They just won't hear it as soon. Um, or as quickly as they normally would. So we've been commissioning a couple work. I've been inviting composers to come in the class. You know, we're very fortunate that we just recently um, hired Mr. Benko, who's our room supervisor at Nutrier. He's a musician. So he normally would be playing with Blue Man Group and with the Bears drumline, you know, during the football season. Well, he's not doing any of that right now. So, you know, when you're able to bring musicians into the fold and give them something else to do, just so that they can make some money and earn a living. I mean, I think that's super critical right now. The other thing we've been doing is, you know, all throughout parent-teacher conferences, I was encouraging all the parents like, hey, is your son or daughter studying privately? Because right now is a really great time to be studying one-on-one with a private teacher. Those same private teachers are the people that are not performing. You know, they're, they, they teach by day, but then they play by night. And right now they can't play anywhere. So the more private teachers that we can connect those people with, the better off that they're going to be able, you know, the better off they are going to be financially. Mm-hmm. Not only does it help you improve your own skills, but you can also help a fellow musician. So exactly. Two yep. brains with one stone. Yep. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mr. Temple. My um, pleasure. As a pianist and clarinetist, music is an irreplaceable part of my life. But you don't have to be a musician to appreciate the beauty of music. Many find ways to cope with daily life's anxiety express deep emotions, send profound messages, and simply have a good time with music. It is a universal language that connects our souls, transcending the mortal boundaries of countries and language barriers. I found I've begun listening to a lot of music during the pandemic to fill in the silence, helping me maintain my sanity. So I got curious as to what kind of music other Gen Z kids listen to. Here are some songs that were played on repeat by fellow Gen Z teens during quarantine. I apologize in advance for any mispronunciations. Hallucinogens and Cringe by Matt Mason, Sugar Rush by Addison Grace, Mind is a Prison and Alamo by Alec Benjamin, Dreamy Night by Lily Pichu, Hard Times and Ain't It Fun by Pere Canyon Moon by Harry Styles, Comfort Crowd by Conan Gray, Heather and Generation Y by Hilary Hen, Jacqueline Dupra by The Dvork, Cello Concerto, Ocean Eyes by Billie Eilish, Xiang Jianyi, Xiang Jianyi, Xiang Jianyi by Michael Wong, First Date, Drifting, Blossoms, and Blur by Frad, Flamingo, Lemon, and Loser by Kenji Yonenzu, Sober Up by AJR, Stone Cold by Demi Lovato, Palm by Doty, Taylor Swift's latest two albums, Cranes in the Sky in Bins by Solange, Swimming in Circles, album by Mac Miller, Higher by Rihanna, original Broadway cast recordings, and of course, the infamous Duck Song. If your recommended song was not included, I apologize, but feel free to put a comment underneath our Instagram post to share a little love to the music community. I hope that long list inspires you to step out of your comfort zone and widen your music genre. To wrap up this episode, here is a cut 
from the Nutrier Concert and Symphonic Band's virtual ensemble of Leroy Anderson's Sleigh Bells. From the Gen Z Frenzy producers, we wish everyone a happy holiday, no matter which celebration you may partake in this winter season. Thank you for listening to this episode, and stay tuned for next week. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.